I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. What do you call me? Uh, (laughs) How are you doing, Matt? (laughs) I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm better. Thank you so much. Oh, we 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 missed all of you uh, last week. Um, Matt has been up through hell and back. It's it's been really rough. But so basically, I ended up getting tonsillitis. I had inflamed glands. I had a chest infection. I lost my voice. It's still not fully there. I'm sure you can hear. But um, it's I, I look look. All I was thinking about was that I must get better because there is a buttload of content for this podcast to get out and i'm not i'm not saying no to this we've got to do it because it's christmas time we've got to deliver on christmas time we will deliver on christmas oh yes just like santa claus we will deliver on time also there's loads of news that we need to talk about loads that's been circulating on social media since we uh since we did the last podcast. I mean, I mean it's kicked off for DC, hasn't it? It is kicking off. Uh, so we're speaking about uh, DC. We'll be speaking about uh, the plans for the next couple of weeks during Christmas. But most importantly, we'll be speaking about Nativity. <laughs> Have you seen Nativity Teach? The film Nativity? Sparkle and Shine. Yeah, she knows it. Yeah, Teach. Do you like it? it? Do you think you can sing the song? Go on, go say Sparkle and Shine. Go on. Ah, okay. She got shy. Sparkle and Shy. That's what she is. Sparkle and Shy. Look at that. Sparkle and Shy. That's why they need to pay you the big bucks, mate. That's true. You can write the theme song. Sing the theme song. Yeah. Oh, but beautiful. What we do need to talk about also is how absolutely horrendous your Santa hat is. Oh, okay. Yes. We let, let's conquer that. Uh, I so I picked this hat up. I can't remember when I got it, where we got it. It was on the uh, dining room table, and I thought, you know what? It's the Christmas. It's the first of the proper festive podcast after Matt's failure with the Spider Verse. So I, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Popped out <laughs> my ear. <laughs> Fantastic. We're on. We're on. Um, we're, on. The, we're on. We're on form. Um, yes. Yeah, so I picked it up. Uh, chucked it on my head, uh, and it quickly became apparent. This is the the worst. Santa hat I've ever possessed. This is like not even Poundland could create material that looks this cheap. Sorry, she just declared it's raining. I tried to mute her just before she said it, uh, but she's just declared, "Yes, it is raining, sweetheart." Okay, so your Santa hat looks like uh, if uh, Tesco created a uh, shopping bag made out of just completely red and white top, and you <laughs> shoved it on the back of your top of your head that's what it looked like it also looks like the tip of a red condom and also looks like uh like i said an elf on a shelf like fell on the top of your head yeah that's loads of the best three descriptions i can give you i i yeah it it, it, that is you can't get much better than that it it is it's god awful like like this white bit is much longer than it needs to be so if you if i actually put it on like a hat 
Look, I literally look like I'm wearing a condom. That is just... He's got a, I'm about to walk into a bank, steal their money, and feature on some really shoddy shit CCTV. That's <laughs> literally. Uh, no one knows who I am. <laughs> literally. Give me, give me all you've got. You are stretching out that Santa hat. Yeah. It's like it's meant for a kid. It probably. Let's be honest. Maybe you look. Not. You look like Santa's sperm. So Look good. At ho 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 me up. Uh, <laughs> have a merry happy Christmas. That is. I've never looked so fetching. Oh my god, Forrest, mate. Oh. Right. Oh, so yeah. So we've done so yeah, festivities. Let the yep. Christmas festivities begin. We uh quickly to say with the hat, you know, the more you listen, lovely listeners, um, the more revenue we'll get. So that, you know, uh, well, that's true. We're gonna be completely honest. We don't have adverts for no reason whatsoever. We have them so that we can claw back some pennies. Next Christmas, what we want is Forrest to be in a like a, a genuine Santa outfit, like straight from Norway, that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. That that's the kind of useful thing that we want to use our money for. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, exactly. Going, back, it's not going back in our banks. It's, no. to, it's purely to entertain you, listeners. Absolutely. Um, so, and that's all you want, right? Uh, so there you go. Oh, Thea's back. Thea's back. Right. The little terrors are, are scheming. What are you scheming? Oh, hello. Haley's on her knees. I know, I know. Why are you on your knees? Okay, it's going. Okay. Here we go. Thea's on the table like a cat. Within seconds, you're about to lose your internet. That's what I, that's what I feel like is going to happen. She's like, she's going to pull it, isn't she? She's just going to... Your whole laptop's just going to finish. Pull it out. Very quickly, come say hello to Forrest. Say hello, everybody. Hello, Hayley. Very good. Hello. Very good. Well, Thea, do you know what's about to happen? Forrest, have you seen... Actually, Hayley, come around this way. You're oh, older and more eloquent. You're more, you're more articulate. Okay. <laughs> Hayley, have you seen Nativity the movie? Sparkle and Shine film? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. What do you like about the movie? Um, well, it's like when... What is it? What's your favourite bit about the, that, that film? Yeah, when, when, when the little boy goes... Oh, yeah. Make yourself all dance all night. That kid. <laughs> the, the, the reluctant kid in the star hat, yeah? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. Oh yeah, he does say it's a girl's costume. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does. And I know exactly who you're on about now because that is one of my favourite lines in the entire film. When he is dressed as, uh, he, he, I can't remember what reference they actually use in the film, but it looks like Pat Butcher is like doing Christmas, and then he goes, "I can't wear that. That's a girl's outfit." And then they have to point out, "Look at the outfit you're currently wearing, mate." <laughs> is, is that the same kid you're on about? Oh, wow. Well. Wow. <laughs> <That's, that's laughs> just put a butt in my face. Right, before this descends into any more chaos, Forrest, yeah. hit me up with that synopsis, my oh, friend. Hit me, I will do hit me with it. Here we go. Uh, a British school teacher must find a way to bring his former lover, a Hollywood producer, back to London to film his classes, Nativity Play. And normally, at the end of that uh, summary, Matt is straight on it. Currently, Matt has disappeared completely from the screen. He's he's just re-emerged. Um, he probably didn't hear any of that synopsis. And he's back. Did uh, you do it? <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah, honestly, you just just like Matt, the minute I finished there, you just cut in. That was magic. Sounded great. I love the part where you said Iron Man comes in at the end. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant stuff. That's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Nativity. What a general oh. thoughts, Matt. Hit me up. Okay, so this is a bit of a... It's become a, a cult hit, effectively, in the UK. Um, for Christmas, it's something, it's, it's essential viewing. If you are living in the UK, from the UK, and you have a Christmas list of movies, Nativity, the first one, is most likely on that list. Um, and 
I I love it. It's so good for so many reasons. Not for the fact that it is just a good Christmas movie. It also hits a lot of points that I resonate with from a professional standpoint and from teaching young people in shows uh, and all that kind of thing that I can sort of uh, very much relate to. Um, But yeah, I think, again, you know, we have quite a few international listeners here. So if you haven't listened, haven't watched it Mm. and you're going to listen to this pod, do go and watch it first, seriously. Because it is, you've got to, because it is really a genuine uh, an experience when you watch it. And it is a really wonderful, true depiction of the primary school system in a way. I say true depiction to a certain extent, but like there is, you know, in terms of the uh, the way it's encapsulating just British culture mm. um, in schools and, and in shows. Yeah, it's great. It's brilliant, mate. Fantastic. Yeah, it is, it is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And like, like you say, international listeners absolutely go and watch it. It is, it's, it's hilarious. I think um, from the off, one of the so one of the things I know about about this film. Um, so uh, it's been uh, written, written and directed by Debbie. Is it? Um, and basically, Debbie is it? Is it? Oh, God, literally, that literally, I was like, don't do it because that's obvious, and I bet she's done that, had that done to her so many times. Oh yeah. But, it fell out. There you and go. She'll, she'll listen to the first five minutes of this podcast. Of go, course she will. And she'll hear you. Debbie. Do that, and she'll go, D-Dog. D-Dog. What's up, D-Dog? Merry Christmas. <laughs> wow. If anything, you've made yourself more like a billet. Yeah. That did absolutely nothing to her. I added nothing. <laughs> um, I gave nothing. It, if anything, it added confusion <laughs> in my already delirious medicated self. Um, but anyway, carry um, on. Debbie does um, so quite a lot of her Christmas films because she does Christmas films all over the place, um, and she makes sure she? that some of the Christmas films are um, always improvised. So I, th- so for me, one of the first things before you talk about the film, you have to talk about the fact. And I am sorry, I'm moving my hat all over the place. Try and really try are. and make this remotely stylish. Stylish, that, that no, that's brings, all right. Style, that's pretty. That's, um, that's it. Now look, I've got a nappy in my head. Um, but it is uh, one of the best things about this film is that uh, it is improvised. So yeah. Debbie filmed, I believe, is somewhere around the region of five, um, 500, no. Oh, I'm getting confused because I saw this fact but recently, I've also seen a very similar fact in regards to Avatar. You know the new Avatar that's come, yep, come out? the Way of Water, yeah. So, literally, it was about how many hours Debbie filmed Nativity, but my, in my head, I keep going to the... Um, hang on, let me just refine this fact, because it is worth finding out. Um, oh, here you go. So, Debbie filmed 120 hours worth of footage. Um, and then condense that into what nativity is, and uh, because so much footage was purely improvised, so she would put the kids with uh, the likes of Martin Freeman and say, "Here's the theme," um, and then they would impro- improvise around it. Now, one of the fil- things I think makes this film so funny and so British is the fact that it's it, that there's such a high level of improvisation in it. So actually the kids... And you can see, you see some of the scenes where um, there is absolute corpsing going on in the scene. It's just filmed in a really well, a good way where you can't, like... So um, big shout-out shout out instantly um, to Mark Wooten. Wooten? 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 Uh, who is Mr. Poppy. He's a complete genius. It's a complete genius character. Yeah, and you can see the amount of improv in his part is insane. Uh, and the kids just love it. And and I think because of that, so because of the improvisation, but also because of naturally what that does on set is bring a natural kind of authenticity, uh, kind of natural rapport where they all kind of get on, and you can really see that. 
it just it and it made for a Christmas film. It just makes it so much happier, so much more thrilling, mm. like exciting to watch. Um, and for, yeah, I, I just this is definitely high up there on my, on my top Christmas films for sure. One hundred percent. And going back to Mister Poppy as well, and what he does so well is that he brings the best out of the kids in this movie. Mm. So from a standpoint of the fact that when you've got a character like that, and quite clearly an actor like that who is just going to have fun, who's just going to be silly, be engaging, be entertaining for the children as well when they're in those scenes. That's going to relax those kids because the last thing you want is to kids to get up, say those lines, to know what those, you know, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to do this and do, don't look at the camera. Da, da. And then there's all these things that these kids as actors are, are going to really struggle to get with and they lose the authenticity out of them at their own performance. So it's quite clear that this you know what he did so well is that he brought this culture of re relaxation fun joyfulness and brought these brilliant moments with these kids as well some of the scenes that he has with the kids are just so funny mm. so just genuinely heartwarming hilarious at the same time um yeah he, it's he does an impeccable job as an it, improviser as well it's yeah he, absolutely hilarious and i i think mark and martin together are very good at they cast those two very well they balance each other out brilliantly yeah yeah very very well and and to be to be honest like i'd like to see those two in another film that like a different kind of yeah. a film to get just because i think as actors they work really well together yeah um and um yeah, I thought that was that was brilliant. The um, with the imp improvisation, I couldn't find this online, but I think if you what you know the audit when they audition the kids audition for the for the nativity. Yeah, yeah. I I have a feeling they genuinely audition for the nativity. So like as in so the kids were cast by the casting directors for the film or whatever, but then I wouldn't really would not be surprised if those auditions mildly ha like on a on a foundation level did actually happen in the sense mm. that they were kids would have been told like um you know you, you're coming in for an audition or whatever like think of something you're good at or think something you'd like to share with uh the rest of the cast that is my favorite one <laughs> it's, it's so good it's, um, i think he played who does he end up playing um He's one of the two kids that um, <coughs> initially isn't allowed to be in it because of their behaviour, and then he, but he like for his audition, uh, yeah. he just blows his face up, and like that felt, and that felt for me like improv because Martin's reaction seemed so genuine when he was like, "Be careful." <laughs> he that kid depicts so many kids in primary schools, <laughs> like he he looks. I feel like I've taught him. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. before so i like so years ago i was on a, on a theater and education tour so i'd go to like all these different primary schools and year fives and six were a certain year that we sort of go and see yeah, and there's yeah. always that kid who's just he's, he's short he's got spiky hair he's got brown spiky hair he's got a bit of an attitude to him but the teacher really loves him because he's a bit of a joker he's all right really he's a good he's a good lad when you get him to do stuff he does it you know but he's got a bit of a mean streak but he also wants every he wants all the parts he yeah. wants all the opportunities as everybody else and gets away with it and i feel like there is that kid there is that kid in every school um yeah yeah. yeah, the the Eeyore kid for me. It was the it was the kid that just shouted Eeyore for me. It just <laughs> always al makes me laugh. There's always got to be Bob, by the way. Bob. Big <laughs> I absolutely love Bob. Bob has always been, <laughs> yeah, uh, always been my favourite. He's insane, and and he was because um, he him in particular, he's brought back for future nativity films. He is, yeah, he's amongst a few more, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think a few of them weren't it, but yeah. um, he was brought in, and he um, yeah, I, I I wasn't shocked at all because he, I think people instantly loved him, um, and I can imagine he was exactly like that when he auditioned for the. Band. Yeah, I, I'd love to think I'd love to think that that you know, like you say, like that moment was their audition. We watched their audition. 
Because again, the casting of these kids are brilliantly is done as well. So, so good. Another thing with that uh, is I forgot to add earlier what I found out. So all of the kids, none of the kids in this film have ever acted before. So this oh, really? is their first, yeah. yeah. Oh, so they, nice. so they, they cast children in a local area to be part of this film. So and that's that's why even more I think. They wouldn't have known, like they wouldn't know their acting ability because the kids didn't know what they could do. So I think that's why even more for me, it feels like those auditions gen- genuinely are a layer of of truth to them. Again, and that adds to the charm of this movie. There is something beautifully authentic mm. about these kids and of their and as well when it gets to their performance and you see their journey from the rehearsals of their coming up with the identity rehearsing through it they're being told they're going to hollywood they then get let down that they're not going to hollywood the show gets cancelled and they end up doing it in 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 a and again the the show at the end is spectacular mm. but it's done in a way where again it just can't it it, it shows it doesn't go look how flipping amazingly talented these kids are. I'm not saying they're not; they absolutely are. But like in their own way, there's this authenticity. There's yeah, this yeah. kind of like, uh, you know, you feel like you're sat there in <laughs> in in the. I know it's done in the cathedral, but like in a school hall, effectively, it feels like you're sat there watching a school play. Right? They still have that school play element mm. uh, to to, con- to sort of compare and contrast this. I don't know if you've just recently seen it, but I I recently went and saw Matilda the musical movie i haven't seen it yet incredible like incredible right Mm. and it is it is a a brilliantly put together movie and it is done really well and it holds similarities in terms of like celebrating british culture you know there's something very british about matilda you know in in its own story and, and the way it's been sold as well but like what's different is that you've got these hugely gifted, talented children, young people in Matilda that do this show like in ways no adult professional probably ever could, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They deliver performances and sequences where you're like, what, what? These are kids, they're incredible, right? Yeah, but then yeah. you watch Nativity and you watch their show and you go, this is incredible, but, it, but, it, but it's also just human. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. it's just really human and it's authentic. And you go, yeah, this there is that kid that's going to be nervous that doesn't want to do it. It's it's important to show that mm. because it's really natural and normal for kids to feel like that. Because again, it's those it's the setting the expectations as well. The school that school knew the what the expectations were. You know, Martin Freeman's character is of those kids and his expectations were extremely low. And then throughout that movie, it gets higher and higher and higher and higher to the point they put this beautiful show together. You know, and then when you look at things like, you know, when you look at the casting in Matilda and the musical, it's done so brilliantly. It's done so put together. There is a certain level of spectacle that you get in in that product Mm -hmm. with nativity. That that wholesomeness is is the main part, main ingredient. And I, yeah. I, I think it's always kind of children when you have children as young, especially nativity. I, th- I don't know if they're they're a little bit older than Matilda, are they, or are they mm. a little bit older or some similar age? I wonder. What, Matilda herself might be of that age. Oh, maybe. okay. Oh well, um, because the certainly in nativity, I think the the you know, we know uh, as you know as two two guys that have had to you know done done teaching work with young people that on set you know that the issue like there would have been difficulties with cast members like martin freeman having to deal with that many kids right they're all could because naturally as a child you're not you're not this is gonna be especially if they've never done a film before it's gonna be brand new territory they're not going to understand to be quiet at a specific moment or you know allow certain things to play they're not going to certain social constructs they won't be used to so I think you also immediately appreciate for a film like this the the cast like Martin Freeman, you know, like Mark, like who who it must have been 
difficult to film for them and for the car for the for the crew as well right yeah because the amount but because you've also got to find a balance where you go right okay okay kids because to a certain degree they probably had to had to be a bit teacher teacher-esque right they had to go right yeah, okay guys we're about to film a, sh- uh, fil- a film a scene come on everybody uh, but it, it can so easily go from kids having having fun and, and showing that on camera to the, it, the filming has got re- very militant to a degree where the kids are just not you know, you can't. You, the kids don't really like what they're doing, and so it must be it must be so difficult to do. So when you get it perfectly pitched, perfectly right, and then you can see how good that kind of relationship is in the film, it's, it's just it's just beautiful to watch. It's just great. That kind of um, uh, improvised nature and that kind of uh, human and natural and wholesome and authentic stuff that we're talking about that nativity brings mm. reminds me of the kids in Outnumbered. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Just and again, like that. that's, that's, you know, so that's a, a, a comedy British series that ran, uh, sort of early, early mid two thousand noughties and sort of finished about 10 years ago now. Mm. Um, but like it was again, those, th- those scenes with the children were always completely improvised. And in those moments, you just got just brilliant bits of comedy, just human, then play. Then again, the best the best bits of comedy come from people doing things seriously and doing yeah. things straight. And, and it's exactly what those kids do. They're just, they're just doing the things that they think they should be saying in, that mo- in those moments. And that's where the best bits of comedy come from. And you get that in nativity, that kind of candidness. It's so yeah. good. And, and like the end... Because it, and it, this is the thing. I think with a film like this, you it, you almost want someone from the crew on like, on this podcast because yeah. there's so many questions I'd love to ask. Like so, that final kind of the performance in the church. Did they actually perform that in front of some of their real like parents? Like I can imagine they brought their parents along to be in the audience, and there would have been loads of extras from the local community that might have been family and friends of the kids, and so. That performance is—you can imagine the kids actually would have been shitting themselves in the moment because they would have been like, "Christ, and I were actually doing this in front of, even if it is part of a film, and for them, it's you know they're not gonna. It's the reality versus fiction isn't gonna matter to them because essentially it's the same thing with it within that. With, they're still performing and they're, they're yeah. doing something that, so it's brilliant and I love like um, like when they bring the candles on so like moments that are obviously scripted where the power goes out and they've got their, ca- their candles that they go on with um, and, it, <laughs> and the three words on actual camel so good <laughs> just genius um but yeah no so yeah i re- really enjoyed that i think were there any kind of what did you think of the story as a whole i suppose matt what do you think um, of the overall in the story of it? it is i think it is your it's a it's a bit of a classic kind of like you know seven beat story situation but like you've got you know you've got everything you need in a in a christmas movie in it you know you've got the down and out teacher that's just lost his best friend his partner she's moved away um and he's a bit jaded he doesn't like his job he doesn't like his students and now he's been thrown this nativity at him that he has to direct simply because he's got a performing arts degree Mm. right and he's like, I don't want to do it. And then that becomes his kind of redemption story, doesn't it? You know, that that's it. That's probably effectively what it is. This is a redemption story for the for um for the character. Um, I think it it's done really well. I think it's paced really well. I think uh, none of it ever feels uh, too long. Doesn't feel too short. Um, I just feel like it kind of there are there are. I think there's moments maybe where you're just like, okay, it's a bit cheesy. A little bit of the cheese is inside here, but it's fine. Um, but you accept for it, for what it is, it's a Christmas movie. You've yeah. got to have those kind of cheesy moments in there. Um, and, you know, the, it, what I mean in an example is when he does the video uh, DVD to send to Hollywood 
and then you know the kids are like please please miss um uh thingy's girlfriend she really he really misses you please come back to 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 the uk and you're just like oh fuck you know and like she's crying and i'm like she wouldn't cry she's in hollywood mate she's not thinking about you guys she's over it honestly um that that ties in quite nicely can i provide you my only gripe for this entire film you've got gripes in this movie Uh, (laughs) i thought we were going gripe free my friend for the next few weeks (laughs) we are we are but it's my it's the only thing that stands out to me with this film and and i i I can't i i want to bring you in because you might it might help me with what the issue is so ashley jensen who plays jennifer now she is the American, or not? She's yep. not American. But in America, girlfriend of, but oh, ex-girlfriend, blah blah blah. For me, that character has always felt a little off in this film, and and I I I I don't know if it's um, Ashley's acting in it, or yeah. whether it's the writing of the character, or it's a blend of both. So what my issue is that. All the kids film, Christmas film, all of the parts are, you know, design. You got to have caricatures, basically, right? So even if they're a villain, so you look at Alan Carr's part, who I think actually does a really great job of the. Um, he's a reviewer, but he plays his part in a in a caricatured like way. Same with Jason Watkins playing Gordon, right? Gordon yeah. Shakespeare, antagonist of the piece, if you will, but very exactly hilariously caricature, overly like evil with the kids. But 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 with with um, Jennifer and Ashley playing Jennifer, it 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 kind of it feels quite, sometimes feels quite flat. So the scenes in America, it's like yeah, and it, and I so I have to go right. So the point of her character is that this whole time Martin Freeman's character thinks that she's some you know a, re- a relative big shot right or some kind of producer in that world right, where in actual fact she's just a PA or an admin admin assistant. Now, so so with the writing of the film you have to go okay well she's got to have an element of hollywood producer a bit you know straight laced about her in order to convincingly portray that that martin's going to incorrectly think that she's a producer right yeah um so that kind of that all kind of adds to it but there is no the caricature nature of a Christmas film, almost like a pantomime, right? Just isn't there with it. So she plays yeah. it all ultra serious and all and also quite flat in nature. And it and it's just I find it extremely jarring with any other character in the film. Yes, I I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Again, we didn't I don't, we didn't get enough of her. Really, no, no. there was not enough, and I don't think there was enough running time for that. Um. Mm. I, I, <laughs> it's the things like when he decides to go to Hollywood to meet her and to and to sell the show to Hollywood, yeah, yeah. and like her reaction to it, I find quite jarring. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, that whole because in essence, she she would only want to be supportive, right? So she would want to... She's got nothing against kids, so she would want to be like... For, so for me, they missed the trick that the guy... She has to go to a real producer, doesn't she? She goes to a real producer at some point in the film, and she's like, look, can we not do this? You know, they're relying on us, blah, blah, blah. And he has to play the straight lace. No, we aren't, like, why would we be doing this? They're millions mm-hmm, of miles, mm-hmm. like, hundreds of miles away, blah, 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 blah. So it's... Um, so he is playing the kind of the Gordon Shakespeare nasty, the the bad cop, right? So why is she not good cop in all in all of this? Because that, actually she should have received the film and gone, oh oh yeah, oh my god, this would be amazing. Like, and she, in my view, if she's an admin or a PA, but she knows she's got the chance of of trying to get a bit more, then she would want to be amping this up, and she would. It, it, well, it that's just... the, that's what I've, that's exactly this. I think that's probably where it goes a bit wrong in that scene because, and what I'm find the issue with as well because I can't remember did the, did the film 
go in terms of sending it to Hollywood? Did that go before them actually going to Hollywood? It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so that surely she would have been as a character more sympathetic to literally seeing him and his two pupils yeah. turn up at their door to sell the show. Surely she'd be like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. I'm so sorry that you're here. But yeah. it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not saying that she had to kind of be like, oh my God, yeah, this has to happen. Blah, 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 blah. But like equally, there needed to be some more sympathy because you've just seen her cry <laughs> yeah. to yeah. these kids on, on a screen a yeah. moment ago. Uh, but then she also, she just kind of completely gives it the cold shoulder and then decides to kind of subtly go to the producer, oh, can we make this happen, please? I yeah. don't know. For, Maybe for, those choices are weird. For me, she, I would have preferred a character like, um, you know, you mentioned Matilda earlier. Who's yeah. Who is Matilda's teacher that she loves? Like, she's a really nice one. Miss Honey. Miss Honey. For me, her um, Jennifer should have been Miss Honey. That yeah. like or that kind of energy, right? Full on about the kids. Well and truly would want to make this happen if she could. Uh, like because when it when we see the three of them at the beginning of the film, she is that. When when you see Gordon, her and like her other Martin Freeman's character, he he's only got the way he has because she's out of his life. He's been doing the same thing for years and years and years, but. But so that's his reason for being like that. Jennifer mm. has no real reason because essentially, if her job was so, if it, I know because she, she's like, oh, I'm only an admin, I've not got the job that I wanted to, she's always had the chance to come back, right? Yeah. Because she know like, all of her mates are over here. So she's always yeah. had the chance to come back. You can't never move back again. Like, um, so I, I, I just felt it. In, I would have preferred her to be a nicer, like really nice and sweet character so that the producer on her side was the bad cop. Because mm-hmm. then, that, whereas she just seems to like, well, you know, we can't really do this. Uh, and then, like you say, but in the scenes where it's just her, she then goes, she's crying, she's got pleading. It, it, it's just very, I'm not maybe, why. Maybe these choices that they made it, it was in order for it to still feel quite genuine and and, and human because the moment we go into a having an like a big bad and evil person that says yeah. no to these children then all of a sudden that becomes a little bit less of a heartwarming story more of a kind of like you know a hero versus the you know good versus evil kind of situation but not if not if she's playing miss honey and then convinces him because Maybe. at the end, at the end would still happen, right? So she's done. She would have done her job at convincing the evil producer, right? It's yeah. in the same vein that um, Mark, uh, oh, I keep saying Martin Freeman rather than the character, but Paul, Paul Madden's, right? Yeah. In the same vein that Paul has made Alan Carr's evilness and Gordon's even evilness gone because of the night that you know the nice nature so like alan carr it's like he, he he prefers private school well-educated kids but then he's seen what the these young people are capable of who aren't from that background and that's made him into in, in into a, a power of good right mm. gordon power of good for a similar a very similar reason to be fair he's seen the performance he's seen what they're capable of into good right and and then you would have had the same in america you, you would have had a miss honey style jennifer pleading with the bad producer who would have gone oh no like why would we want to spend our time and money on me and then he could have appeared again at the end and gone oh yeah actually no this was a great idea look at this and and maybe we got a little bit at the end of like they then sell the the rights to that the performance in america and it becomes big over there as well so they could have, you know, they could have done that as an additional. Yeah, that's nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, I, I think there's undeniably choices. I think they could have, could have explored. But I think, I think, ultimately, the choices that they made for the film were the best ones. Mm. In for my, in my view, um, just, just to keep that kind of, that kind of uh, wholesomeness to the movie, the yeah. main point. Um, and the main thread.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can we talk about the performance at the end? Performance at the end? Yeah, so partly as to why I really, really genuinely love the movie is that it leads to a climax where you're like you're gonna you're gonna see the the thing that they've been working towards this whole movie at yeah, the yeah. end. You get that in loads of stories. It's most cl- classically you get that in Midsummer Night's Dream. It's literally a bit of Shakespeare. Okay, right? You get the mechanicals. They're working towards a play, and they do the play within the play at the end of Midsummer Night's Dream. Right? This is literally what you get in Nativity. So they're quoting Shakespeare here. It's amazing. They're Boom. running. Wildest comparison. (laughs) We'll carry on. We'll carry on anyway. You've got Tommy AKK, Bobba. All right. Do you want to go upstairs for a second? Hold up. Pause. I've got to do dad duty. All right. We'll see you in a second. So, the the, uh, show at the end resonates with me in a way from a from a teaching standpoint because everything you're putting together completely weighs in 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 this moment and i think what you see is a really true depiction of the payoff and the genuine uh, joy putting performances together can can not only be for the kids involved but the people that have put together it and that's that might be the teachers whoever it might be uh, and also the parents and the guardians whoever are watching that you see in that sequence every moment of joy that those people feel in those moments and even the moments where it's nervous where the kids are like oh i don't want to do it i'm really nervous you can do this didn't they go out there and do it and they you get that sense of euphoria that you get when you watch shows and i think you know when people in this in this society that we live in some of them don't believe that that's an important thing yeah right people don't believe that putting on shows is really that much of an important development skill for kids Mm. but when you watch it and you watch this movie and you see that at the end it's a really wonderful example of actually what it can do not only for the kids, but for everybody involved, yeah. you know, um, it, there, there is, there is a, 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 such a, a wonderful sense of joy that you get when you watch it. And I'll be honest, it what didn't happen this time around because I was a little bit poorly when I watched it. But previous <laughs> years, I've watched this movie and genuinely cried at the end. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Oh, like, like legit, like legit, because I know, I know how they're feeling. Yeah. Not even from a parent's standpoint, but also as as a teacher's standpoint as well. You, you you know that sense of joy and pride that you get. And and it's, you know, props to the people that made this movie because they managed to pull that off brilliantly in ways that I've never seen in other... in You know, you watch like... Um, there's loads of American movies out there that do like dance competitions. Yeah, we've got yeah. a dance competition. We've got to get, we've got to win the dance competition at the end. They end up, we're not going to win the dance, but they end up winning the dance competition. Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. lovely. You got, yeah, you get these wholesome kids and all whatnot. But at the end of it, it's not, it doesn't really depict truthfully what that means. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. it's not just the competition. It's not just the show. There are, it's, it, there's something, um, multifaceted about doing shows when when you're doing it for young people and children it affects so many more people in different ways in positive ways so yeah 
that's that's just what I wanted to add into in terms of the pod. Hundred percent, mate. The um, I think there's so many songs in it that I don't ought know the lyrics to, but my favourite one is "Hey, did it, did it, talk about it." But that's it. Do you know what I mean? The music. And literally, like he's he's going into the air. Right, the good news and talk about it. That's just it's 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 it crazy good. Like, I love so what is it? Good. Is it the stars? They turn into a boy band, don't they? Yeah. He's the brightest star that I have yeah. ever seen. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, 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 brightest star, brightest, brightest, brightest star, like some kind of dream. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's so good. I love and it's the yeah, it's it, the energy that the uh, you know the writers and Debbie has put into actually creating a performance it would have been yeah. so easy to just like you know and i know we, we don't see you don't see it from start to finish as such but it would have been so easy to do like five minutes and show two scenes of yeah it, right and they could but, have just done it completely straight they could have done a complete traditional loose nazareth yeah. blah, 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 did a little they could have done it really boringly but they actually genuinely uh recreated the vision of what is the nativity in a way that's just so funny i, re- I really really hope and I, i'm pretty you feel like they would have done it. I really hope that some of those songs and some of the things in it were written by the kids as well, though. Oh, you'd hope so. I, re- I really hope it was like it was part of the, you know, and that actually they need to. I'd love to see more of the foot if they've filmed what did I say 140 hours or something? I said 120, I think. 120. I'd love to, I'd love to see like a massively extended version, of it. Just, just maybe just the performance. Like if they just show yeah. like loads more of it and just like different bits they filmed, and so I mean, absolutely hilarious. Um, I bet it's proper good blooper material out there as well. I bet there's loads, hours, it must uh, be hours. Uh, blooper, just uh, I think American audiences refer to it as outtakes. Oh, um, so, yes, of course, of course. Um, so just in case the blooper reel, I don't. Yeah, blooper reel is that a British thing? I think a blooper. I don't know actually. Hmm. Bloopers, I think American. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Um, but yeah, blooper reel, outtakes, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I bet there's some absolute hilarious moments where kids have got, you know, can I go to the toilet, please, Martin? <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of the sea. Oh, like, I'm all about that, mate. That that kind of shit is. Uh, if I watch um, like any American sitcom, first thing I want to watch is the, the outtakes. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, literally. The American Office outtakes are some of the. Most they are the best hilarious ones. Hilarious. I the the my favorite office. This is off track, but my favorite office outtake is with Jim and Jim and Dwight. It's the later ones where they go to the hotel and, yeah. and Dwight tries to fumigate the bed because there's um, cockroaches or something <laughs> inside it. And he, and he goes, "What do they look at? Do they threaten him?" Because yeah, looks so cocky, all confident, like you walk like this. And he, he just ends up just fucking corpse in for about ten minutes in that line. Oh my god, it's Mate. so good. But uh, yeah, quickly before we go off that because it is a tangent. But uh, part the um, when they go to Michael's place for the, for a party, the house. Oh party, my god! There are so many outtakes for that. But the TV in the wall. <laughs> Jim, Jim. <laughs> oh, that program is just honestly it's uh, <laughs> triple for perception. Stiff dab, stiff dab. Sniff that. You do not know what that does to a man. It's so good. It's so oh. good. Um, but this film is good. And just before we kind of wrap up with this movie, mate, do you have any favourite performances? What's your favourite performance? Who who shines like the North Star itself? Sparkles and shines. Uh, I think Mark uh, w- uh, Wooten, Watton, is by far one of my favourite. I think Mr. Poppy is an absolute genius of a character. Um, I think Pam Ferris is the headmaster. She's brilliant. She's got to get a mention. Um, but oh, yeah. I, I think uh, all of them, all of the main car, uh, Jason Watkins, absolutely insane as Gordon Shakespeare. <laughs> he's, um, so he's so funny. He's so funny. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think I've got to go for my, you know, Mark Freeman, Paul Manners, but I've got to go for Mr. Poppy. 
Yeah, mine's got to be Mr. Poppy as well. He just kind of drives the whole movie straightforward. It, <laughs> you know, his energy is 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 unfathomable. Um, but yeah. like, yeah, everybody's performance in it is it's flipping brilliant. It's have you brilliantly cast. seen? Have you ever seen Mark Wotton's, um BBC Three show? No. Early noughties, because I think it definitely predated this film. Uh, he has his own like sketch show. And I'm sure it used to be on BBC Three, right? And you, you and it, you've got to go and watch it. There's a, there's part one of the sketches is he is <laughs> he recently got I believe he recently got bitten by a bat and he's and he and he records a diary of his transformation into a vampire. I mean, that's what we do in the and shadows, isn't it? it? Yeah, but it's but it, that in in what we do in the shadows, they become actual vampires whereas yeah, yeah. he he thinks he's becoming a vampire but oh, it's just, just like everyday shit so he's like oh I've, great. I've just been bitten i must be turning into and he gets like slight he's like slightly coming off of uh garlic so he's like oh oh the transformation is bad to me and he, he just like he just like crawls out and just scares people like, you just need to watch oh, it's hilarious i gotta check that out that looks fully curious. recommend that it's all over youtube uh fully recommend that um, I've also seen that apparently there are some nativity bloopers on YouTube. Oh, uh, oh no, they're they're actual nativity. There's, there's someone's actual nativity that they've just made bloopers out of. Oh god, that's hilarious. No, nativity two was the first film to have uh, like they actually did publish them. Out Could you imagine if somebody deleted it and went, "Do we need all this footage?" Nah, just get rid of it. You know, this ain't going to be that much of a big movie. Delete. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah all in all yeah who was your oh yeah you said Mr Poppy right for your Mr vote. Poppy as well yeah but let's go for ratings ratings how many crisps how are we filling this crisp packet out my friend I, I think this is definitely one of my all time favourite Christmas films so it's a full bag of crisps for me right brilliant is it brilliant all around mate brimming out mate brimming I'm, out I love it I think it's great I think I uh, yeah full bag it's got to be a full bag it has got to. And you can't not give it a full bag. And if you're not giving it a full bag, I think you need to watch it a few times. And also, just check your heart rate, mate. Sort yourself out. <laughs> Speech. Have a, have a word with yourself. Have, have a, a word, word with yourself. Take yourself out of the room. Just have a word with yourself. Where's get, your Christmas spirit? Get a coffee on and just yeah. go, you know, what, 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 you, what you question your life. Exactly. <laughs> question, question your fucking life. So are, you, are, you, are you watching the movie everybody else is watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not understand what these children are feeling? Do you not like kids? Do you not like what kids are doing? <laughs> Get off this earth! <laughs> this earth has got too many people, as it is. So do a Scrooge and fuck off of it. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, lovely. it's great. Um, but uh, Matt, we continue. Let's we talk do. about what are we? What is the next two weeks looking like? Well, my friend, we have got. A wonderful little Christmas special coming <clears throat> out in a few days. Honestly, I can't wait for this. On Christmas Day, dear listener, we are going to upload a wonderful little episode of Muppets Christmas Carol of myself and Forrest talking about it. We're going to do some drinking games. We're going to have a jolly old time. So you can listen to this podcast while you're prepping your veg for your Christmas dinner. You could be watching, listening to this podcast while you're having your little afternoon nap between times. That's absolutely fine. All right? But we're going to be putting this out, and we cannot wait. It's going to be the ultimate Christmas pod, that's for sure. We need to, and this, and I'm, I'm going to put this in the podcast, but it's also me having a Matt conversation outside of it at the same time. We need to, I want to see pictures of all of you cooking your Christmas films or whatever you're doing whilst you're listening to the podcast. Uh, so on Instagram, we'll, we'll do a little post that's post you send us your pictures. It will yep. be, nothing will fill you with more joy than knowing Genuinely. people get to hear our little with, voices. Well, this Christmas is the day. thing. This is the reason, you know, we don't, honestly, we really don't have to upload a Christmas Day episode. You know, you're getting one this week because obviously, unfortunately, last week we missed out, but this week you'll get two uploads a week. But the reason why we're doing it is because genuinely, we are honestly really loving the interaction we're getting from this podcast and having our dear listener, you person right now listening to this wonderful broadcast, 
you know, we really genuinely appreciate you listening this year and we want to give you as much and good content as possible. And we believe that if we give you some Christmas cheer on Christmas Day, we're doing our jobs, right? We're doing our jobs. So we can't wait for it. All right. And, I'm and, genuinely thrilled. Uh, <laughs> I can see it. I'm so great. excited. And to segue uh, with the uh, comment from Matt about this year, uh, obviously we've uh, started this in June. I, I thought something like that. May. I think it was May. Might I think it was May. And um, basically we will be doing, so after Christmas uh, in the interim, so on the Wednesday uh, where we normally do our uploads in the interim between Christmas and New Year, we're going to be doing uh, a special highlights episode uh, where me and Matt will be talking about our favourite highlights of 2022 and the podcast yeah so we will we'll be, we'll be having a very festive couple of weeks um we look forward to you you joining us um do we want to have a chinwag quickly about the dc news matt i think we do i think it needs to be addressed so i i <laughs> i need to preface this with <laughs> i am nervous <laughs> i'm really nervous about the future of dc and i'm hurt by it as well um, and I can also empathise with those that have been hurt by the news uh, breaking. Um, but we've got, we've got, ex- I think, exciting, potentially exciting futures. But it depends on what James Gunn is going to announce to us. I know they're working towards a slate. But basically, um, Henry Cavill has been sacked as Superman uh, not long after announcing from the studio that there will be a Man of Steel 2. Uh, and now, unfortunately, that carrot has been taken away and it is no longer happening. Um, it's a shame we don't get Henry Cavill, I think, personally. Um, and I'm sh- it's a shame that we don't get to see him suit up because, God, he's a good Superman. Um, but equally, we don't have, you know, Gal, uh, um, Gal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman either. Um, I think the only one uh, remaining out of the remaining Justice League is Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I think, yeah, Ben Affleck's gone. And Ezra Miller's very much still up at the air. Doubtful, hugely, that that's going to be happening um, going forward. So, yeah. I think, well, well, I've seen a couple of things about Aquaman, though. Right. They don't think he'll be in it, either. Well, I wouldn't surprise me. Because there's a, I think there was two things I saw. One, there's a photo. Problem is, and I I think we should also preface this, uh, apart from Henry Cavill, that has been announced, there is so much information out there which is pure speculation. Yeah. And it is being treated as if it's absolute, you know, nailed down information. James, they are currently in the middle of making the next slate. So I think it's quite unfair that certain, mainly the Hollywood Reporter, just keeps like bringing out all of this half, like complete information. Mm. I would prefer to just wait until James Gunn actually just comes out and goes right. This this is the deal, um, because we're also rushing it. So yeah, what's yeah, yeah. going to also happen is people will go, oh, well, this is shit. And it's like, yeah, because you fucking rushed it rather than just waiting to hear. Um, but anyway, uh, by the by. Um, there's uh, a picture which has Aquaman and uh, on it, and it looks like a very, very different Aqua. Like he's far less muscular. Far like it just doesn't look like um, the. What, what's the actor's remind? Jason Momoa. Jason doesn't look like Jason at all. Um, also, um, they reckon that Jason has already been in the same vein. So Henry Cavill. They have provided. They have spoke to him about a different character in the DC universe. Moving on, really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm fairly sure James Gunn said that within his tweets. Uh, is it looking at I still, another? Character? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. I, you know, there's also those theories out there that um, James Gunn has done K Dog a, a solid, um, like a true, true K Dog uh, allegiance um, move in potentially the fan casting of Captain Britain is obviously Henry Cavill in Marvel. And now he's thrown out of DC, you know, K-Dog could potentially go, Hey Henry, how you doing? My name's K-Dog. Here's an MCU, <laughs> Here's an MCU contract for the next 25 years. Yeah. Um, you know, which I don't protect, you know, honestly, I really, I wouldn't want to see Henry Cavill in the MCU. 
Um, I, I'd, I'd rather go and see Henry Cavill go back and be Witcher, but you know that's not going to happen. Mm. Um, but what I what, what we need to do, DC fans as well out there, you know, we, we need to just bite our tongue. We need to just bite our tongue <laughs> that we got what we got. And yes, fair enough. You might not have appreciated it at the time and really got you know the most out of it at the time, but you did get some decent Superman movies out of Henry Cavill. You did get some decent moments with Ben Affleck as an older Batman. Fair enough. You know, you also got some really decent moments in, with, with with Wonder Woman. I think for the first time, it was actually depicted in a way that Wonder Woman should be. And yes, we got that, but we need to also just trust James Gunn. Exactly. And also, DC, we've been talking for years about DC not being up there with, to, with Marvel, like yeah. not not having the kind of grand grand. Uh, universe and the, the, the well thought out um kind of multitude of films you've got james gunn who has made arguably some of the finest superhero films of anyone right he knows what he's doing he will absolutely be making this into a universe that's worth watching of course he will. by the yeah. sound of it he wants to bring uh he's he's bringing quite a few i think he's going to bring in quite a few young actors uh to take these roles so that they can really be like the next tom holland did spider-man they they want to be getting young young people into these roles so that we we can create a universe and yes 100 percent, he's had conversations with k-dog i don't necessarily think it's about um him having a conversation so that he k-dog can get actors into his slate i think what it is more about is that over time dc and marvel will yeah. join it up. will happen and, we will we will get there and i think uh, the this kind of reboot it must be a reboot we don't know what the slate is but it must be a reboot the reboot that we'll be getting with dc is happening at the right time because marvel is going through a new phase as well marvel's going through a new collection of uh, movies and uh, assigning new avengers and threading new stories so this is if there ever was a time to quickly okay all right we need to set we need to set some ground rules here and we need to click quickly just set that reset button now's the time to do it so you know just fingers crossed it's all in safe hands i don't know it is i i, I love james Gunn. so my my uh the do you know what the biggest um big big dick energy move from james Gunn would be yeah. right now could you, could you imagine so next year we've got guardians 3 coming out yeah could you imagine the post credit scene is a is a dc character <laughs> imagine he just slings a, a a a young bruce wayne just emerges oh in the shadows and it and and it, and then it cuts out and it just goes james gunn <laughs> opens dceu <laughs> cuts off boom <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. No. Well, I, well, and and it, okay, it, it would. I don't think it would ever get be. In it wouldn't be as blunt as that. But what he certainly could do is feature, uh, have like um, you know when you get cameos during the, there could absolutely be certain cameos in that film yeah. from characters that we're going to actually see in James Gunn's other DC world. Oh, that'd be hilarious. That would be. Yes, that would be. Oh my god. <laughs> Because we, yeah, it would be genius. It would be insane. Yeah, that would be one hell of an agreement. <laughs> if it really would. If he sees the Kado and goes, right, Lark, can we do some last minute filming for Guardians 3? And they've got a couple of things I want to add. It's <laughs> just fucking <laughs> randomly. Oh my God, it'd be insane. <laughs> oh, so good. Genius. Cool. Right. Well, my forest, oh, my dear forest, you go a... find yourself a better Christmas hat. Oh. I will. I will try and do this, um, but it's been. <laughs> I'm. I'm absolutely getting my elf outfit. Oh, my elf outfit for my Christmas Carol. It's going on, mate. It's going on. Oh, um, yes. I can't wait for my bits. Um, I'm glad to hear your voice again, Matt. Um, oh, it's lovely I'm, to see I'm, 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 I'm so excited to see your face again. And here's to a, well, an early here's to a great Christmas, mate. Have a lovely, oh. lovely Christmas. 
And you, my friend. All right, dear listener, thank you so much. Because you just go out and you better go and sparkle and shine. Planets gather round. Sparkle and shine. Gonna send a dance all night. It's something you won't believe. That we got it on a Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there. 